2: This is TalkSport Daily.
3: Hello, 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 happy Friday, my friends. Welcome to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And of course, remember, you can catch me on Drive all of next week alongside the sneaker freak, Darren Bed. Now, we start today's podcast with a look ahead to the Premier League game as Chelsea host Luton Town. It's live on TalkSport. Here's what the gaffers had to say ahead of the game. Starting with Chelsea's Mauricio Pochettino, followed by Luton's Rob Edwards.
4: We will win. We will be succeed. We will be succeed in the way that we are. I think the players are um, buying the idea and the philosophy, and the way that we play is only a matter of time. It's, it's a process that we cannot to force to go quick on the the time. If we expect today the best thing of Caicedo, Lavia, uh, Disasi, all the Robert Sanchez, all the players that arrive in the last moment, the, only with, with few days to that are working with us and start to compete. Of course, if we see the, the projection of this player and we expect the 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 best of them, yes, we should win every single game. No, we need to adapt and being positive. That is the most important. Being positive because it's about what the player needs to listen and the player needs to work in this all this process that is tough for them. I think it's more it's tougher for for the player than for us, the, the coaching staff. But in the same time, we need to translate that very good energy and being positive, even if sometimes we are disappointed because we are playing well, but we don't get the, the points. Uh, they need to feel that we support them and we are in behind them. there. And, um, for sure, uh, I think it's, it's not an easy job, but it's, it's a massive challenge and, and it's a challenge that we enjoy, really enjoy. I think the quality is there, it's only a matter of time.
5: We know what we're going into this year and we know externally and I get it, by the way, that we'll be written off by a lot of people. And you know, we will be second favourites in, in a lot of the games that we're going into. And it's understandable, you know, that's nothing to be taken personally. It's just understandable. We get our heads around that. I've got to be honest, I think it helps us. I, I do. I said this, you know, previously building into the Brighton game, it probably helped us last year as well. We have our own standards, our own beliefs. I know what these players are capable of. I've got total belief and faith in them that we can be competitive in every game. I'm not saying we're going to go and win every game. I know that's not going to be the case, but I think we can compete. I think if I'm speaking really open and honestly, you can watch as much Premier League football as you want, but until you're actually in it, or you stood on the sideline like I was, or until the lads are in it and they feel it, uh, nothing quite prepares you for, for that. So we were able to take a lot from that game. I did see, I saw lots of good things, but there was areas that we got to focus on we had to try and improve very, very quickly. Because what's really evident now is that there's a lot of killers in this league where they'll see space, they'll take it, and and they can find that pass, you know? So you can't leave those gaps. And we um, we did a little bit too much in the first game. We've worked really, really hard to improve. Young Chelsea defender Levi Cowell recently sat down with
3: TalkSports' Hugh Woodcroft to chat about what could be a huge season for him personally.
2: Levi, one point from your opening two Premier League games uh, against Liverpool and West Ham. Just tell us after that what the mood has been like uh, around Cobham after the start.
6: Yeah, obviously it's been a tough start and, you know, losing to West Ham, you know, really hurt. I think no one obviously expected it. I think we played played decent football and... um. Yeah, just didn't get the three points, I didn't get anything.
2: West Ham 3, Chelsea 1, London derby delight for the Hammers and for David Moyes. Mauricio Pochettino still waits for his first win as Chelsea manager.
6: I think we can learn from it, we can build from it a lot. Um, But everyone knows that, you know, once we do get our first win, hopefully we go on a little roll and pick them all up together. Um, And yeah, it's just... It's not really a good situation. Obviously, losing the game, but you know, we can bounce back from it, and that's the main thing. We all believe in ourselves.
2: There's definitely stuff to work on as well, but you have to say there were big positives to take out of it. 65% possession against Liverpool, no mean feat. 76% possession against West Ham. Why do you think you weren't able to kind of transfer that territorial dominance into the the chances and the goals? That you would have needed to win the games.
6: You no, know, I think we did have the chances against Liverpool. We definitely had chances, and same against West Ham. Um, of course, it's different putting it into the back of the net, um, but it will come. I'm a strong believer of it will come. And um, once we score the first one, we'll score many more. It just we need to we need to take the lead in the game, and um, then I think like, I feel like the game will be done.
2: There were, of course, the goals conceded against West Ham United as well. I do want to ask you about that because. You obviously impressed on loan at Huddersfield. You impressed, of course, at Brighton, winning the Euros with the England under-21s as well. It's been a fantastic couple of seasons for you personally. At the weekend, you were kind of trending on social media after Mikel Antonio's goal. There's the added scrutiny in, in a Chelsea shirt, if you like. Jamie Carragher on on Monday Night Football saying that you got bullied by Antonio, for example. Really, I wanted to ask you whether you're noticing a difference in kind of the pressure and scrutiny now that you're playing in Chelsea's first team compared to where you've been previously.
6: No, no chance. I don't think there's any more pressure. Or I don't feel it anyway. Um, people can say whatever they like. I'm not bothered by it. I don't read on social media because it does not make a difference to me. People could say I'm the best. They can say I'm the worst. But it's down to what my team and my manager thinks at the end of the day. So it doesn't bother me. Of course, you know, I could have done more for the goal. Of course. I'm not going to sit here and say I've done everything right because I didn't. But, you know, I'll learn from it. Um, It happens. No one's perfect in this game. That's why it's the best sport in the world. Um, And, yeah, like I said, I'll learn from it and it won't happen again. I
2: wanted to ask you about staying at Chelsea as well. Um, Reported interest from Brighton and Liverpool in the summer. But when you signed your new six-year deal, you called it an easy decision. You also said that the manager had given you the reassurances you needed
6: to stay at the club what did he tell you to convince you to stay at chelsea i don't think it took much like i said it was an easy decision um i didn't need the gaffer to talk to me loads or give me any promises i just needed to feel um what sort of person he was kind of get the sense of the environment um with the players and also obviously the manager too and you know everything was good i felt like i could trust him as a person because he'd tell me you know, if I played good, if I played bad, the reason that I might not be in the team or anything. And I think that's what I need. I need someone to be honest with me. That's how I'm going to prove. Um, so once I kind of got that feeling, there was, there was no other reason. You know, I, I wanted to sign for Chelsea. It's been my club all my life since I
3: was nine. So, you know, it's home. Now, this transfer window has seen plenty of high profile transfers in the Premier League. Here is Gabby Agbonlahor telling Anne Brazil on breakfast who he believes has made the signing of the summer so far.
7: So, for me, I'm going to go James Ward Prowse. I think he will be one of the signings of the summer. 35 million. You know, it's, it's a third of what Declan Rice cost um, Arsenal. Two assists in his first oh, game. Don't give me assists. Oh, don't I start. Can't. Uh,
8: don't give me assists. What, what do you
7: mean? Goals, yeah. Assists now. Okay then. Two assists in his first game against Chelsea, ran the midfield and West Hammer got a big side, you know, um players that can really score score goals. Suchek, um some, some big players at the back as well. Warparous is gonna be great from set pieces and he ran that midfield against a hundred million pound Enzo Fernandez. So I really think James Warparous will be value for Valium. money, one of the um players and washed. The worst, oh, where do you start? Um, The thing for me, I'm gonna choose this player is last season he was poor. Our friend Ali McCoyst, I think he's got a crush on him because he always says he's a good player, Havertz. For me, um, 65 million out. I want a player who's gonna boss a game. I want a player who's gonna look like scoring goals. When I watch him at Arsenal last season, he gets in people's way. He literally like makes it harder for his teammates to um, find space. Isn't quick, not prolific finisher, and he's not really great at getting on the ball and turning. So for me, if I'm Smith Rowe, if I'm um, other players in that Arsenal side, Trossard.
8: Kick, yeah, I'm though.
7: thinking Gaffer, come on! I know you pay 65 million for him, but come on, you've got to give me a chance now. So I think Havertz will be one of the um, flops of the season.
3: Aston Villa started their Europa Conference League campaign in impressive fashion, dispatching Hibs 5-0 in the first leg of their playoff on Wednesday night. And their former manager Martin
9: O'Neill believes they should be aiming to go all the way in the competition. I've got I've got real reservations about the the Conference League anyway in the yeah. sense that uh, you know it's a, a new competition for teams uh, just just outside the possibility of qualifying for Europe in, in normal circumstances to to get in. However, besides that, when you're in it, you might as well try and win it. Yeah. And um, I, you would say now with the Conference League, West Ham winning it last season, uh, Aston Villa must have a terrific chance of going all the way there with this side. Now you would know, I think that um, you just mentioned there about about uh, Aston Villa going in with a really strong side. I never thought that Emery would do anything else but it, you know. And so when you when you're through, when you get through to the group stages, then you can have a little look at it again. But the, obviously, the most important thing was for them to qualify.
3: Now, despite a poor start to the season on the pitch and a potential deal for investment collapsing off it, Everton boss Sean Dyche has refuted any ideas that the
8: club is in crisis. You know, when I when I took the job, it was made clear to me it's going to be a challenge. It was made clear to me the parameters, the guidelines and the realities and what we're going to have to do. And we're doing that. We're actively doing that. Now, I don't know every part of Everton's history, but I know enough about it. It's not always been plain sailing at this club down the years. You know, there's been many testing periods. So... The club has always united, the fans have united with the team and got things done. That's what we're looking to do and certainly build on that from last season. That's the, the first step, is to build on it. Now, we haven't started great, that's quite obvious, but you don't have a crisis after two games. You know, you, we're building, we're, we're building something, it's going to take time. But we've got to rush it, of course, I know that. You know, get time in this game, but there's a lot of good things there. It's just that people overshadow it with all the noise. It's our job, I've said it recently, I said it in Priest, I said it at the end of last season. We have to change the story. It always starts on the pitch. It always starts with me and the team changing the rhetoric, changing the field, changing the story. We haven't done this, this yet this season, sorry, but we're two games in. You, know, two, you can't measure a season on two games, particularly after playing so well against Fulham, but you don't get the win and it changes the story yet again. You win that and the story's a different one. So it's our job to change the story.
3: Now, the future of Chelsea want-away striker Romelu Lukaku was a big old topic of discussion on the network yesterday. Here's the best of the chat, starting with Simon Jordan, followed by yours truly and the sneaker freak Darren Ben. Isn't it strange, Simon, how a player like Lukaku, who's a big-name player at one stage, finds himself in something of a cul-de-sac at the moment? Good. Freak what he sows. Wants to behave like that.
0: There's a the consequence of it. No one's bigger than the football clubs. And as soon as some of these players realise it, the better it will be. Romelu Lukaku opened this can of whoop-ass on himself, so he gets on with it, doesn't he? I've got no sympathy for it, because ultimately there was no necessity to do what he did. There was no necessity to turn it into the, 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 the ridiculousness that he did. And he's now got himself to look at, which is a very talented footballer, sitting in the reserves at Chelsea that Chelsea don't want, and nobody else seems to want at the moment in time. And why is that? It's got nothing to do with talent. Nothing to do with talent, it's everything to do with attitude. Look at these attitudes at Manchester United. Look at the stories that come out of his attitude at Man United. This isn't something that just manifested itself at Chelsea because Thomas Tuchel didn't play him where he wanted to play him. This is something that's inherent in the, in, the, in the boys' outlook. And what's he got for it? A big bag of money and no, and no game time. I, Wonderful. I mean, and he's a smart kid as well. He's yeah. a really smart kid. You know, ten, well, seven, eight different languages he speaks. He's an impressive footballer in so many ways, except when it comes to applying himself and understanding that where he fits in on the cog which is, he's part of the will, he isn't the will.
1: I think he's a a, a top quality centre forward. I mean, his record at Everton was incredible. His record at United weren't bad, 42 goals in 96 Premier League games. But for whatever reason, it's it's always one away. For me, it's always looking for the next, looking for the next, rather than just settling somewhere. But I think if someone can get him, I think it'd be fantastic. Whoever can get him... Whoever? Yeah, but at the minute, Chelsea, I think he'd he'd do well in Chelsea's team. I get it, he's got the situation with the fans, he's going to have to earn their right back, and I understand that. But... He's a goal scorer. He'll score goals. But if you allow him to go to Spurs, and he starts smashing him in for Spurs, oh my god. That just, would be horrific. It's horrific.
3: Now, ahead of the Usyk-Dubois fight tomorrow night, we were joined on drive by Tony Bellew, who explained why he thinks Usyk is number one.
10: Tony, what what makes Usyk so good? His judgments of distance, his boxing IQ, his footwork, at everything. And he's a he's full package mate. I I just don't think anyone in the world would beat him. Is that including Tyson Fury? I always thought thought size would, I always thought he'd only lose because of size. I've always believed that. But now I'm I'm genuinely honest, I think he beats Fury as well.
3: Do do you think there's an element of that in the mind of maybe Frank Warren or even Tyson Fury as to why that fight's not been made yet?
10: Only they could answer that, mate, to be honest. Uh, Because listen, the boy bent over backwards to try and make the fight happen. He took 30%. Only a maniac would have took 30% of that. When you're entering a fight and you own three out of four belts in a division, what makes you possibly think you're not worth 50-50 going into a fight? Well, he, he called his bluff and he took 30%, which is just never in the history of the sport of boxing has a three belt holder fought a one belt holder and took 30%. Never in the history of boxing guys never happened. And he took it because he called his bluff and this is what happens, mate, when, when you have a, uh, a maniac like Alexander, Usyk who will just wants to fight and wants to prove he's the best. He'll take the short end of the bargain when he knows he has huge drawing power, but it is what it is. He, I just don't think Tyson really fancied or was up for the challenge, and that's how it goes, mate. The fight did nothing, and he chose to fight Francis Ngarni now. now. Hold
0: that, please. Level 5. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns.
10: Yeah, hi,
1: nice to meet you.
0: Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to urge in the Biparsal Rise plug sale.
1: The most important thing is what? Sorry?
0: The single most important thing is to urge in the channelised bingus of the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine.
1: Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations.
10: Making work make sense?
1: LinkedIn knows how.
10: Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare insurance plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're say between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, Turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.
1: This episode of the Talksport Daily is brought to you by Enterprise Rent a Car. Planning to hire or share a car or van? Enterprise is there every step of the way. Whenever and wherever you need a vehicle and whatever it's for, Enterprise can help. With over 450 locations across the UK, they're just around the corner. Whether you need a weekend rental, a holiday hire, a replacement car, or you're planning a business trip, home or away, Enterprise are there to help. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk.
3: Finally, England cricket legend Stuart Broad joined the Hawksby and Jacob Show to discuss life after cricket following his very recent retirement from the sport.
9: I think the time I'm going to probably feel like the the retirement will hit me a little bit is when the team next go and play. So when mm, the yeah. team are in either a training camp or in India, um, that might be a bit like I'll be getting WhatsApps from like Stokesy or Jimmy going, oh, you know, we're doing this, we're doing that. I think that's probably the time it will hit me. But um, I feel great at the moment. You know, ultimately for me, uh, I knew sort of deep down inside I wanted to try and finish At the top, I knew I wanted my last ball or last bat to be in an England shirt, and to be able to get the opportunity to do that, England versus Australia at the Oval in one of the best series I've been a part of, um, just felt like the right time. You know, I I still feel like I was bowling really well. I still feel fit and fresh, but um, you know, I just I I knew that I wanted to try and finish at the top, and ultimately was it ever going to get better than, than, than that at my age. So, yeah, I, I feel really content
8: with the decision. It's interesting. You called it the day before and then went out and got a six, with the last ball you faced and took a wicket with the last ball you bowled. It's got to be the best I mean, last day of anybody's got, career ever. It, it, in it's the it's like sport, the old if, if Carlsberg did, isn't yeah. it, really? Because, you know, you'd it couldn't have finished any better. could it, If you'd finished after that, if you'd gone off and said, that's it, I can't top that. But you kind of set it up the day before.
9: I know it's it's a, a fairy tale, really. No, I honestly, I, I so the Friday night, I was sort of, um, I'd spoken to Molly, my partner. I was like, I really don't know. It's driving me mad. I, I'm sort of twinging and throwing. I can't make a decision, like what I should do. Because I think my gut feeling was saying, um, you know, move on from the game, like while you're still loving it. Because I knew I wanted my last memories of cricket to be very, very enjoyable. But I went on, I knocked on Stokesy's door and said, look, mate, I'm going to, you know, this will be my last game. Um, and it felt right as almost as soon as I confirmed it with someone and, and uh, you yeah, know, to go and walk out to bat with Jimmy, which was so special. You know, the Aussies sort of gave a, a guard of honor, walked over the boundary line with me old mate and then um, hit a six. And then ultimately, to, yeah, to, to, to I've always said the best wicket you can ever take is the match-winning wicket. It doesn't matter if it's mm-hmm. Steve Smith or David Warner or, or uh, Alex Carey, you know, the best wicket you can take is to win the game for your team. So cool. to have that as my last ever ball is, is, um, you know, something that w- will always bring a smile to my face. Mm.
3: Well, that's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcast from. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport daily podcasts out first thing in the morning. Do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a good day. Above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe.
10: That was a podcast from TalkSport.